Welcome to the Love is the Verb podcast, a place where we talk all things self-love in order to show up authentically and let our lights shine. I'm your host, Carlin Ben, and I invite you to sit back, relax, and allow your soul to be nourished. We are back. Last episode, I defined self-love for you and introduced pillar number one, self-compassion. And today we are going to spend time talking about pillar number two of five, which is, drumroll, vulnerability. And before you go turning this episode off, poor vulnerability, right? I think it gets a bad rap, but I have found it to be extremely effective when it comes to being able to reclaim your power. And I think you'll see why shortly. All right. So I'm a definition girl. We'll start off by defining what vulnerability is and then get straight into it. All right. So Merriam-Webster defines vulnerability as being capable of being physically or emotionally wounded open to attack or damage. And I know you're probably like, there's absolutely nothing sexy about that definition. And Brene Brown keeps it going in the same vein by defining vulnerability in her book, Atlas of the Heart, as the emotion we experience during times of uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And a few examples that she gives are trying to get pregnant, after a second miscarriage, talking about your feelings, getting up to bat after striking out, and the first date after a divorce. As you can see, vulnerability is the state of being open, exposed, and potentially at risk of harm emotionally, physically, or mentally. It's the act of showing your true self, including your thoughts, feelings, and emotions without the fear of judgment or rejection. Without the fear of judgment or rejection. That's the part that makes vulnerability so difficult. So why in the world would one anyone look forward to being vulnerable? And I get it. That's a great question because there's absolutely nothing appealing talking about potential risk of emotional harm. But when you think about it, all of those things really do require courage. Practicing vulnerability is truly an act of courage. And so I don't know where this misconception came from about it being a weakness because it's exactly the opposite. It honestly takes more strength to show up vulnerably than it does to remain closed off or afraid of letting your emotions be known, letting the true you be seen. And do not be mistaken. It is scary. It can be uncomfortable. And until it becomes a way, your way of being, it may also come with worrying about what people will think of you. But let me say this from personal experience. Practicing vulnerability is freeing. To be able to say and do what you feel without the concern of what others may think of you removes the chains in your mind that have held you captive. Being comfortable with your emotions and willingness to try again after experiencing pain opens the door to deeper connections, 
greater self-awareness, and the potential for personal growth. Who doesn't like a little personal growth? (laughs) But we become more authentic and embody more confidence when we can be honest about our thoughts and feelings first with ourselves, we build self-trust and self-respect. And then we also become more comfortable with ourselves, which can lead to a greater sense of self-worth. So come on, what's not to love about being vulnerable? I mean, I wouldn't even be doing this right now. Think about it. If I wasn't okay with letting my true self be seen, Me showing up vulnerably and sharing my truths prayerfully will help someone because there's absolutely no way I would have shared my story and let it be known about me strongly considering ending my life if I was concerned about what people would think about me. And also in not sharing that story, I wouldn't have been able to encourage someone that's really having a difficult time that may be struggling with similar thoughts and let them know that that is not the answer. It really does get better. See, something that we forget and don't think about often enough for a myriad of reasons is that we connect through both our joys and our pains. Not just the happy moments, not just the good things that we see all the time from people's posts or the stories we hear when we bump into that person we haven't seen in a long time. We connect through the difficult moments. And how does that happen if we don't allow ourselves to show up vulnerably? If I'm real and honest with myself first about my feelings, confident about what I have to offer the world, Not saying it's impossible, but it's not as easy for another person's thoughts when I show up this way to penetrate what I know to be true about myself. Something that took me a long time to discover, but I got it now, is that I know for sure through the practice of self-love in my relationship with Christ, I know who I am. A child of God, loving my perfectly imperfect self, and determined to live out my purpose. All right. I think I got a little bit off track there. I started going. Uh, But I want to give you a couple more benefits before I give you a few uh, ways that you can ease into the practice of being vulnerable. So a couple more benefits. When we're vulnerable, we no longer suppress how we feel which when we do that can lead to physical and mental health issues. We've experienced that and seen it over and over again. But vulnerability can help you release those negative emotions and reduce stress, which then will lead to a greater sense of calm and inner peace. And the last benefit that I'll share for this particular conversation is that when we are vulnerable, it's easier to acknowledge that we are flawed, but bigger than that, it's okay to be flawed. This leads to more self-compassion. Pillar number one, you are not going to hear about that enough. And also self-acceptance. Because those two things are imperative when it comes to the journey of learning how to love yourself. I remember the first time, I think it was, no, I know it was Brene Brown's TED Talk, which I had her first one, which I highly recommend uh, watching. She pointed out something about vulnerability that made it very plain for me. 
And she said, and I'm paraphrasing, not showing up vulnerably in an attempt to protect ourselves from being hurt only hurts us just in a different way. An example that I can give for that, good old trusty dating, all right? You're dating and you refuse to try again after your last heartbreak. The thought of exposing yourself to that level of pain is enough for you to silently or very vocally vow to leave to live out the rest of your days alone. However, that's not really what you want. The attempt to protect your heart from feeling frustration, disappointment, and sadness only blocks you from being able to experience the happiness, excitement, and love that would happen if you opened yourself back up again and tried. And be again, I don't want to present this to you like it's very easy and there's no uh, heartache or pain that is associated with it because there is. I can speak to that. But are you willing to risk never experiencing true joy and the ability to live life authentically all because there's a possibility of a little pain? <laughs> All right, so as you ponder that, I'm going to go ahead and give you three tips for how you can start practicing vulnerability. The first one is take small steps. There is no rush to this process. Start by sharing something small with a trusted, and I cannot emphasize that part enough, trusted friend or family member. It could be a fear, a worry, maybe an insecurity. As you become more comfortable with this, you'll gradually share more, but share some share with someone that you know is going to value your feelings and emotions with all of their heart. That's very important. Someone you trust. Number two, be honest with yourself. I mean, you can lie to other people all day. Don't lie to yourself. Take time to reflect on your own emotions and thoughts. Acknowledge your vulnerabilities and accept them without judgment. You are human. And lastly, good old self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding. Remembering that vulnerability takes courage and that it's okay to make mistakes or feel uncomfortable. You got this. All right, that's vulnerability, short and sweet. I want you to join me next time for pillar number three, where we will delve into boundaries. But until then, love and hugs. As always, sending you an abundance of love, hugs, compassion, and courage. And if you're not already, be sure to follow Love is the Verb on all social platforms or visit me at loveistheverb.com.